Coming up on today's episode of Arda Radio Cast. There's no way you push people to the wall and just ignore the response. The time will come when people will have enough and you better be ready to have an answer or have a way to respond. Arda Radio. It's Arda Radio. On Thursday, March 28, 2019, Moshud, a commercial motorcyclist who had closed for the day and was heading home, was allegedly stopped by three policemen a few blocks away from his house. It was reported that the policemen demanded for a 200 naira bribe, but Moshud refused to part with his money telling them that he had closed business for the day and was only heading home. According to reports, the police officer, after insisting on the bribe to no avail, placed the gun on Mashud's head and shot him, killing him instantly. Shocking, right? Sadly, Mashud is just one of the many who have suffered or even lost their lives to police brutality in Nigeria. It's about that time. Welcome to Arda Radiocast. You are listening to Arda Radiocast. Hello and welcome to yet another insightful episode of Arda Radiocast. And I hope this meets you well. My name is Priscilla Fibrasima and it's good to have you join me again. It's been a really sad time for Nigerians across the globe. If you have been following the news, then you should know what I'm talking about. First, it was the protest against police brutality, which went on for weeks. Then there was the Lekki massacre, which followed from Tuesday the 20th into Wednesday the 21st of October. I tell you, both days were black days that Nigerians will never forget all stemmed out from Nigerians peacefully protesting for their human rights. So, the question now is, do Nigerians not have a right to demand for their constitutional rights to be met? When did the dog become the master of its owner? Is it not the government's obligation to serve its people? Is this democracy a government of a few, by a few, and for a few? When did power change hands from the people? Find out more as we discuss on the topic protecting our human rights with our special celebrity guest on Ardor Radiocast. Do stay tuned to find out who it is. You are listening to Ardor Radiocast. I want to welcome everyone to, to this unusual episode of Ardor Radiocast. It's unusual because everyone is participating from their homes, so um, of course the audio might not be that perfect because we are not all in the studio as we always do. Unfortunately, the curfew that was um, put up by the government has stuck everybody in their homes, and so we have to do this because things have to go on. A lot's happening that we need to address, and that's why we're meeting this way. But then again, we're still going to have um, this wonderful conversation, share ideas, rub minds. 
and come up with um, nice strategic solutions that will um, encourage our listeners, support our listeners. We have several people here with us. We have the Ida crew members. Um, would like to just introduce yourself. So let's start with you. Hi everyone, my name is Jute. I'm the program director at Arda um, Development Communication Inc. Thanks for joining us on this special episode of Arda Radio Cast. Yeah, my name is Ayotunde Akisoya, program officer at Arda. Nice having you. Hello, my name is Chimi Mandrabum. I'm the policy and strategic communication assistant at Arda. This is Incorporated. Thank you so much for joining us Arda Radio. Okay, and then our special guest, we have Sound Sultan in the house. Welcome, welcome Thank on board. Today we'll be talking about human rights. A lot has been happening in Nigeria. We all live in Nigeria. I mean, all of us, all five of us here having this discussion. We all live in Nigeria and we've witnessed what's been happening in the past few days, past few weeks, the protests and um, the curfew and feeling the bloodshed. Um, I want to find out, how do you feel about this? Um, let's hear from you, Sanford, then. The, the situation in the country is long overdue, if you know what I mean. There comes a time in people's life they just get enough of something. You know, like it has been accumulated uh, aggression over the years. And we built it out on ourselves unknowingly. You know, that wave has been going around the world. It's a global wave. So, having said that, you know, it was just what was happening at the time that affected the youth that made this thing roll into motion. Because they had had enough, they had, you know, that had to deal with all catching for themselves in different forms. Every Nigerian has been local government or their own. All they wanted was just to feel safe when they are working on it, you know, and not yeah. be afraid of the person that's supposed to protect them. So how did they go? If you ask me how I feel, I feel, I feel like I've been, it's not like I've been waiting for this moment, but I knew it to come. There's no way you push people to the wall and just ignore the response. The time will come when people will have enough and you better be ready to have an answer or have a way to respond. Okay. So let's hear from GK. What does it mean to even say a person's rights have been violated? I think um, as human beings, all of us have certain rights, Already. certain expectations, and, and the basic amongst those is the right to life. Um, if you are born, you have the right to life. As long as you um, um, are a human being, as long as you are alive, as long as you are a citizen of a country or even just by virtue of just being a living a living human being you have you have certain rights and i think with as um, south Okan was saying when um the police for example and security forces government can take away that right with impunity of course people get angry and this is not something that has come um this year or last year or in the last five years or in the last 10 years for decades even from our um history of authoritarian government, we've had this situation that we've inherited into a democratic system where police can act with impunity 
a government can act with impunity where even if a court orders something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will have that right to freedom of movement or, or freedom to pursue your business or pursue your, your dreams however you want to. And I think things came to a head where people were, young people especially, and of course it's young people, the average age of a Nigerian citizen is 18 years. So if that's our average age, you look at everybody who's older than 18, everybody who's younger than 18, and the median age of Nigerians is 18. Obviously, young people, in the majority, when you look at the yeah. fact that 5% of our um, population is unemployed or underemployed, which means that only 45%, less than half, are in gainful employment and and these are numbers that we've not even fully accounted for the for the impact of covid and all of that of course you will have um an uprising especially when you you ask for the basic minimum this the protest didn't start with people asking for um jobs it didn't ask with people asking for income people asking for money food People were asking, now, can we just live? Can we just exist? Can we just go and look for our hostel? Can we just go to work? Can we just be alive, be around, be allowed to exist in Nigeria without being harassed because you look a certain way or you have a certain possession or the police just doesn't like your face or they are hungry or whatever the situation may be. And it started like that. And the five requests that protesters made were, I think, very rational, very basic, very simple. But then with the... As a Nigerian and as a Nigerian living in a democracy, you have rights to ask your government of certain of certain things. Uh, in a democracy, your government is a public; they are public servants, so they are accountable to you. So, if you do not think that certain things are going the way they should be going, you have the right to say, "Hey, you should do this, that, and that." That's what you did. They said very clearly what they wanted, and it was very simple and basic things. And as usual, I think sometimes. Um, again, it could be because we're a young democracy, I'm not sure why, but sometimes our leaders forget that they are accountable to us. They, are, they forget that they are accountable to the people. They forget that the fact that somebody is 18, 19, 20 doesn't make them their child. Rather, it makes them their employer because they are part of the electorate who can vote for them or take them out. So even if you are 80 years old and you are a governor or a house of assembly or house of reps or senator, whoever you are, an 18-year-old is your boss because you are there because of them. So I think sometimes they forget that and they took the request, what I would say, lightly. Now, from the other perspective, they may say they acceded to the request of um, of the protesters very quickly, but they, they didn't provide certain things that I think would be concrete, like the house and the um, timelines. They just said, give us time. And people are, are finding it hard to trust when in the past you said, give us time and nothing comes to it. I think that's um, kind of how I feel from the rights aspect. I think the initial aim of the protest was perfectly within the human rights that anybody can expect, both from Nigerian constitution, from um, UN resolutions, from, from any, any rational point of view, what people were asking to, for the right to exist in Nigeria was perfectly legal. And how I feel about what's going on and how things turned out, it's unfortunate. It's, it's awful. I, I, am, I am so brokenhearted. I am so sad at the loss of life, at the at the loss, the lack of real leadership um, from uh, from our leaders who are elected, 
from from just the way things have turned out. And we are in, now in the cycle that happens to all protests worldwide, where you have people initially who know what the message is and why they are there. And initially that message is strong, but then you also have people who are disgruntled, who may not be there about the message, who are um, otherwise just disgruntled with society and with government, who come in and then kind of change the narrative and distract from what the actual message and the actual point of the protest is. And we are, we are in that moment now. And for 12 days, there was peaceful protest, more or less. And um, at that point, I feel like there was a huge missed opportunity to deal yeah. with for protesters who are asking for very simple, very basic things. Um, and, so, and so that's how I feel. Unfortunately, we are here now. We are, we are here now. And a lot of people are kind of like, where do we go from here? Because we've, we've fought this far. And it would be sad that everyone who has given their lives for this who died when they ought not to, died by the hands of those who ought to have protected them, or even by the hands of thugs. You know, they paid a price, but for what? And we need to see what did they pay the price for. So so how do we move from this point where we're at to where we ought to be? Because we know what the goal was. The goal was for them to get that five for five um, demand. So how do we move from this point to that point? What do you recommend? I think where things are right now, um, there is a lot of, of violence that needs to be um, that needs to be controlled, and that requires um, pol- not just policing but even community policing as well. It requires um, some influencing if you are friends with parents of um, neighborhood watch. A, a religious leader, whoever can speak to people who are really upset, who are feeling like this is their one chance in a, in a society and system that has never given them one thing, and this is their one chance to get something. I think this is the time to use whatever influence um, all of us have. Um, and then obviously in the, in the broader picture, I think we need um, edu- more education as a people, as, as a government, as leaders, of what democracy really means. I think we've kind of fallen into it from 1999. We've never really explored what it means as being different from when we were in an authoritarian system. The power to the people has never really been the power to the people. We are engaged maybe around election time. And even then, there isn't even the trust in the people. It always resorts to election violence and um, intimidation and all of those things. So I think this is a, a wake-up call to all of us to really understand what our democracy means and how we want to fight everything. Uh, how, how, okay, so you want to say something, Santelton? Our problem is English. <laughs> English. English is our problem. We like speaking too much grammar. The people that have access to those people in the rock bottom, they use their languages to communicate with them. And then they get them as minions. Check it out. We need to speak the language of the people in those rock bottoms. Let them know that you are with them. They get frustrated. A lot of these guys, information is key, but most of them don't even know. You'll be surprised what somebody told me Already. the other day. The guy, he fixes the AC of my car every time and fills the AC. And he said, he called me and said, Baba, you know if you come now, you know if you would. And say, Yahoo boy is a big police. Now, that guy, I cannot blame him for that piece of information I shared. Yahoo boy is a big police. 
So you see what I'm telling you now. There's so many things that the information just drives right past them. The people that gain access to their mind and their ears will pass the wrong information to them. So while we are busy speaking plenty English on Instagram, they are saying something different to them. So sometimes we need to understand that this country, apart from education, is enlightenment. Enlightenment doesn't have to come with English. Okay, Ayo. Yeah, I think uh, the present happening or situation, I I would like to give kudos to those people that have been on the at the forefront, people that have been protesting out there, and some of us that couldn't join them but online we've been also for me what I've been doing all this while is in my neighborhood I've been trying to tell people this is our chance. It's like the other time on over the weekend when we have violence around my area, like Council Sam just mentioned, they don't understand what it means. They just saw some people blocking the road. You know, I had to like call some guys and I was like, see, this thing is if you know what is really going up there, you don't have access to medical care, you know, your, your children don't have access to good education. And this is when we can fight for it. He said something about speaking their language, yeah. And you know, I had to come down to the, uh, to their level because the, the first people I saw were, were my were my mechanic and one other guy that, that prays car. And I know these are guys that know those people, you understand? I was trying to tell them, please tell them to tread, you know, carefully. You know, and let this thing not be, you know, turned the other way around because people are now, you know, they, are, they, are, they, they now know they are left from their right, you know, people are not keeping quiet again. You know, like this or it's okay, obviously that pick up, you know, you don't need to keep quiet, you understand? And that's what has affected us all this while. You know, people don't speak up. When we see something wrong, we're like, ah, just leave them, let them do what they want to do, you understand? The narrative is changing now, you know. It's not only him. I was talking with my younger brother yesterday. He said in Abuja, he's a shoemaker. The guy was shining his shoe for him, and he, he saw the guy putting on his shirt with twat. And he said he has to tell somebody that I understand I would say that. Please, let me ask him, why is he putting on this shirt? He said they said somebody wants to, some people want to overthrow. Worry, you understand? And they came and gave them the shirt and gave them money. I think what is happening is that people who can um, incite young people, people who are getting, yeah. who are getting um, people to to be violent against protesters, violent and and disrupting society. They know the language to people, whether it's in the south or it's in it's in the north. Yes, the things that they think might appeal or or instigate people in different areas might vary. But you will also find that you find people um, in Lagos who we are all thinking that, oh, everybody's for ending police brutality. But you will find people who are going to attack protesters. Is it that they enjoy police brutality? No, it's not that they enjoy police brutality. They want to be allied by the police. But whomever has um, incited them, whoever has rallied them, has told them, as um, as you have earlier said, and as Council oh, can yeah. also said, they've spoken to them in the language they understand and made them feel like, ah, this thing is a good thing to go and do, to go and protest and disrupt. We'll give you money, we'll give you whatever it is. Very important is education. And that's one of the things I love about working at ARDA. Very important is public information, education. What does it mean in a democracy? What are our rights and duties as citizens in a democracy? How do we engage with government? How should government engage with us? So I'm saying the ball is not in our court, but the way forward, uh, you see, they need to respond to everything. I'm just surprised that the, at the, the slow, slow response or little or no response that we're getting. Yeah. And that's what we need now. That's, so I'm saying like, 
everybody all we are doing is just trying to stay alive keep our family and property safe because mm. obviously it's not safe outside i mean you think when people's rights are violated they feel like okay the the normal should be running to your government running to your police force to save you but when the same people are the ones that are infringing on your rights what should citizens do can you help us with this i mean you have a legal background um this is when we can make use of um the social media space you know to get our voices out there try to get um, um human rights activists you know civil society organizations to speak for the people um to get their um grievances um so i think chiwe has mentioned one way that in this specific protest people have been trying to push the government to react and i have obviously been through social media it is highly to me unfortunate it's something i don't like to see where um we can't even tag our local media i mean we can tag our local media but people feel driven to tag like foreign media because it feels like that maybe the only place where maybe they feel their stories might not be suppressed to me i think what we need to do itinwe is right yes you can go to the media technically speaking you should be able to go to your um rep your your rep from your house of representatives state house again we need a lot of education for not just ourselves but for our leaders for them to know what they are there for for our house of assembly of states to know what they are there for to know that they are supposed to take up their phone when you, when your constituents call you they are supposed to respond to the emails your job is not to do projects your job is to go and represent your your constituents at that forum you are at whether it's at the state house of assembly or at the house of rep so to me it is strange that you will have a house of rep that for 12 days people were protesting that they possibly did not come i don't know if of rep people came maybe some i know some did i know some did come but not all if you are a rep why are you not going to find out what your what's happening with your constituents and taking that message back to the house of assembly why are you still in abuja what are you really? hanging out there for that is not where you you come regularly and you engage with that what you are there for you are literally representing them project you're not an executive you're a legislator that's your job and so if people are saying that ah in our place justice system isn't working police arrest us and frame us whatever it is as the local representative of those people you should be escalating those issues um at the national or state uh, level um so what can be done is definitely education for our leaders i think at this point there's a lot of that needs to go into building public trust um if they are making promises then there need to be deadlines given um they, they can't just say we've accepted the the things protesters want we've already you can't just say that how who is responsible when is that going to happen by people need solid timelines um in terms of what is currently going on with the looting with the fires um with the attacks on on individuals and 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 attacks cause a lot of innocent people who are at least, I mean I know people are angry at the government but it's gone beyond that now and by supporting initially um thugs and others who were Um, fighting against the protest now it has escalated into something that is now beyond the control and i was i joined a bit late in this session but i was hearing um sound so tan saying that the police is also kind of now about well that's what you get if you say you don't want us so we're experiencing that now that can't be and and it needs um strong leadership it needs um I'm not really here and neither I think that the point at which it has been useful for our president to come and address us I I feel like that point has somewhat passed but I mean 
I mean, it needs strong leadership. It needs, like, the Inspector General of Police to have, like, some control of the situation again. It can't be that, say, somewhere is being looted for over 12 hours and still, still now, there's no security presence. There's, it's a bit strange and it, it sends a certain message. And I don't know if that message is going past the state. I don't know if that message is getting to the federal level. But we can't continue this way. And I'm, I'm very concerned and I, I just think strong leadership is required right now in terms of... Um, bringing Nigerians together in terms of um, allocating um, security forces to the places where they need to be to actually protect citizens as their duty and all of those oh, really? things, um, I think, are the way forward in the immediate um, right now. Okay, great. So we've all made contributions. Any final words from you, South Dotan? Yeah. Well, like I said, um, we, we can't hurt ourselves because they hurt us. Yeah. Yeah. Stop, stop bashing ourselves in when they've already hit us to the wall. If you cannot reach them to bash them, don't bash your own. Thank you. And uh, Chinwe, last word? We shouldn't lose hope. We shouldn't lose hope. You know, this is the beginning of change. So we shouldn't okay. lose hope. Yeah. Right. Okay. Ayo? Yeah, I said for me, we've taken a step. So what we just need to do is to keep moving, you understand? Mm-hmm. We've made a point, you know, we should not keep quiet. Keep um, holding them more accountable than ever. Okay, and GT? I think um, as responsible citizens of Nigeria, I can't say anything, but let's Korea. try to express um, the things we need to express in peace. Um, as everybody has said, Let's keep up the hope, but let's not attack one another. Let's not um, harm one another because we are not the ones who hurt each other, right? So let's yeah. continue to be accountable. Let's not forget. Let's not, when, when things go, quote, back to normal, let's not forget what the things that have happened um, right now. Let's not lose this energy. And if the energy from the police is that I'll kill you, nothing will happen. The energy from our government also, I'll defraud you and nothing will happen. And I think that's the first thing we need to do. To hold people accountable for in our immediate environment everywhere so um let, let's keep the energy let's keep the energy for holding our leaders accountable as is our duty as as citizens and, and our rights in the democracy oh thank you so so much everyone i think we really dealt uh, with this topic um human rights violation thank you very much council 10 for taking our time to join us Thank you, GTA. Thank you, Ayo. Thank you, Chinwe. It's still our radio cast, and we'll be going on a short break right now. When we return, we will continue. Stay tuned. You all listen to Arder Radio Cast. It's so good to have you back. I believe you found today's podcast really deep and enlightening. Thanks once again to the other crew and special thanks to Sound Soul Tan for making our time to join us. So, other fans, you heard the discussion. What are your thoughts about this? Please and please leave us a comment, send us emails. We're looking forward to your feedback on this issue on protecting our human rights. You can leave us a message on info at arthurdci.org. That is info at ardadci.org and we'll be glad to respond to your comments. 
This podcast was brought to you by Arda Development Communication Incorporated, an NGO located in Lagos, Southwest Nigeria. So please follow us on all of our social media platforms to get updated on all of our activities. Our handles across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube is at African Arda. Please follow us, like, share, and please leave comments. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Then, please keep coming back to listen. Thank you for dropping by. My name is Priscilla Fibrasima. And today I will say, stay safe and keep making the world a better place. Out of radio. It's out of radio. It's out of radio. Auto Radio.